You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, right here in Tulsa and Broken Arrow. Glad to have you on the show today. Of course, later in the show, we're going to be giving away some tickets to the Matthew Kelly event coming on March 7th, uh, Passion and Purpose. Uh, a lot of the parishes here locally have been advertising it. Great big orange sign. I'm sure it, that you might have seen that in your parish. Uh, Matthew Kelly is a Catholic speaker and author. Uh, he was raised Catholic and has been concerned with the lack of engagement that he's seen among Catholics. And so he founded an organization called the Dynamic Catholic Institute to research why Catholics engage or disengage from their faith and explore what it takes to establish a vibrant Catholic community in the 21st century. And so he's written several books. He's a best-selling author, but he also uh, works with other authors. Uh, and then they provide those books, uh, the, the product of their research, uh, to parishes at a, a very discounted price to allow the most people possible uh, to read them and benefit from them. My own parish, St. Anne's, uh, has been giving them out for probably about a year maybe a little bit less than that now, where they'll get a, a whole bunch of one book and they'll give them out either at Christmas or Easter and then spend a few weeks uh, reading over them together uh, in in a session outside of the Mass. And so that's been uh, something that's been very beneficial. Maybe your congregation would be interested in that as well. For more information about Matthew Kelly and the books and their whole program, you can go to dynamiccatholic.com, dynamiccatholic.com. So later in the show, we're going to be giving away two tickets to go see Matthew Kelly and special musical guest Elliot Morris at the Cox Business Center on March 7th. Uh, it's going to be a big event. It's going to go from 6.30 p.m. to on the ticket, it says, to 10.30 p.m. Uh, and so it's definitely something that you're going to want to invest some time in. Uh, but it's going to be a great event. And we're giving away two tickets today. And then as we get closer to March 7th, I've got four more tickets to give away after today. So this isn't your only chance, uh, but certainly you want to keep listening. We've got things to give away here. Fun. Well, in our second segment today, we're going to be, uh, of course, going over the readings of the day. Uh, we always do the Monday readings because this show first airs on Monday. Of course, it's rebroadcast on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. Uh, but we're going to start with the readings of the day, and then we're going to spend some time uh, with a beautiful homily by St. Leo the Great. Uh, and then we are going to spend the, our last segments talking about love and about Valentine's Day. Because, you know, it's the end of this week. Men, you have no excuse. You're hearing it now. You have one week. Saturday is Valentine's Day, and you're going to want to make sure uh, that you don't forget. Always, always important. Uh, this year, it's really great because Ash Wednesday falls after Valentine's Day. And so you still get to have your chocolate uh, because we get, to, uh, we get to do Valentine's Day before Lent. That's always fun. Always exciting. Uh, so, uh, before we get too far into the show, as always, I want to open up uh, this time together in prayer. Now, today's prayer comes from Vespers, from the Breviary, from the Liturgy of the Hours. Uh, so, we're going to take the, the, the intercessions. Uh, our response is going to be, Lord, bless your people. Then we'll pray together uh, the, the Lord's Prayer. And then the concluding prayer, we're going to make just a tiny adjustment to uh, since we're not actually praying Vespers. Uh, so let's, let's come together and approach God in prayer. God has made an everlasting covenant with his people. 
and he never ceases to bless them. Grateful for these gifts, we confidently direct our prayer to him. Lord, bless your people. Save your people, Lord, and bless your inheritance. Lord, bless your people. Gather into one body all who bear the name of Christian, that the world may believe in Christ whom you have sent. Lord, bless your people. Give our friends and our loved ones a share in divine life. Let them be symbols of Christ before men. Lord, bless your people. Show your love to those who are suffering. Open their eyes to the vision of your revelation. Lord, bless your people. Be compassionate to those who have died. Welcome them into the company of the faithful departed. Lord, bless your people. Gathering our prayer and praises into one, let us offer the prayer Christ himself taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Father, may this pledge of our service to you bring you glory and praise. For our salvation, you looked with favor on the lowliness of the Virgin Mary. Lead us to the fullness of the salvation you have prepared for us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Well, again, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, I am so grateful to have you as my listening audience. And we don't have a call-in number, but I'd love to know that you're out there. So you can find me uh, on social media at facebook.com slash step outside the walls. You can also find me on Twitter. The handle is at outside the walls. And lastly, if you're not a social media person, but you do have email, you can email me at outside the walls at stmichaelradio.com and that's saint just st stmichaelradio.com so i do hope that you will let me know you're listening uh let me know what you want to hear about in the coming weeks and maybe comment on some of the things that we've talked about in this show or previous shows and if you tuned in last week i am so grateful that you uh that you have gotten into the rhythm of tuning in Mondays at 7 a.m., Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. But if you tuned in last week, uh you didn't hear me. Uh at least for Monday and and Wednesday. I think we got it in on Thursday. Uh we had a little bit of a computer glitch here at our uh at our studio and for whatever reason what we did didn't make it on the air uh, in time. And so they played it again on Sunday, I think, uh, to try and make up for that. But of course, if you were looking for me at those specific times when I'm supposed to air, you were left lonely and, and all alone and, and missing me. And I missed you too. I didn't know I missed you because I was, I was here and I was doing my thing and I was talking and it just wasn't getting through. Isn't that the truth in communication? Uh, there's a, a quote that I love by... Um, 
by George Bernard Shaw, and he says the single biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it's taken place. And sometimes you are there and you're communicating with this person and you are saying all the right things and you're being where you're supposed to be, right? I'm in the studio, I'm, I'm speaking to you and just somehow something's interrupting that broadcast and it is not getting through. Uh, but that's a topic for another day. Uh, now, there's another way that you can get through. And I've talked with someone uh, last week and they said uh, they were maybe a little frustrated with me because they were trying to get somewhere on time. And they were in the car and they were hearing, uh, hearing this show and there was not a good place for them to get out of the car to go in to make it to their appointment on time. And so they ended up being late because they were listening. Uh, so first of all, thank you very much for listening. Uh, but there is something that you can do uh, to help us here at KPIM, uh, the call letters for our station, 102.9 St. Michael Radio. Uh, what you can do to help us get a broader reach. I'm so glad that you can catch us in the car. I'm so glad that you can catch us on your radio when you're at home. But uh, some people don't have radios at home, or at least not that are getting uh, this show. Perhaps you you live in a place where you can uh, hear the show when you're driving, but then you get to work and there's you're, you're out of range. Well, I have good news. We have the technology to uh, to have a, a live broadcast on online. So when you get into your office, you can go up to your computer, uh, hopefully during the commercial break, and log on to stmichaelradio.com and hit the Listen Live button, and it will work soon. It can't work yet. We have all the equipment we need. What we don't have uh, are all the finances we need to make sure that we can keep that up and running. But it won't take much more uh, if we just had a few donors who would say that they would give a monthly gift uh, for the year. Uh, I'm not even going to throw out the amount, but it's it's not a whole lot of money that we lack to be able to launch that uh, that Listen Live button. And then you could listen to me in the car wait for the commercial break, sprint upstairs, turn on the computer, hit that listen live button and hear the rest of the show. Uh, and so the way that uh, you can help us with that is maybe you want to support this radio station, make sure that it stays on the air, make sure that we have all of the benefit that we can, the furthest reach that we can uh, in presenting these shows to you. And so we encourage you, if, if St. Michael Catholic Radio has made a difference to you, uh, help us expand our reach just a little bit further by giving a monthly gift. And you can do that by going to our website, stmichaelradio.com, stmichaelradio.com. And right under the main banner, there's a button that says Sponsors Donations. And you click that Read More button there, and, and right up at the top is a place for you to put in your donation. Uh, we try not to ask for that very often. Now, if you are an individual and you want to donate, that's great. But if you are a business and you want to donate, well, then uh, there are some, some perks that come with that. Uh, that uh, you can talk with uh, the folks at the website there. Just follow that link on Sponsors Donation. You can click the Contact Us and ask questions about that uh, as well. Uh, and we look forward to hearing from you because you make the difference in the success of this radio show uh, and in the success of this radio station. 
So, of course, right now, uh, most of what we're playing is repeats from uh, other places in the country, but we are looking to try and get as much local content as we can because we want this to be our Catholic radio station here in Tulsa and Broken Arrow. And so we're going to have some of the national things that are uh, well-known and well-loved, but we also want to include some quality programming right here locally. And and this show uh, is our attempt to start that out. And I hope that you have found it beneficial. Well, we've got one more announcement before we get into the meat of the show. And I want to tell you about Catholic Advocacy Day. March 24th, uh, Catholic Charities here in Tulsa and Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City are coming together to provide a day for Catholics all over the state of Oklahoma to converge on the Capitol building, to encourage our lawmakers to make laws that are that uphold the truth found in Catholic teaching, whether that regards the dignity of the human person uh, regarding uh, abortion or euthanasia, or whether that regards the dignity of the human person regarding the death penalty or regarding uh, immigration, so that we come together to give our lawmakers a, a picture of the people who they represent, uh, who are asking them to uphold the truth of the dignity of the human person, among other things. So if you want more information about that, there is a uh, there's a, a, a kind of a session, a workshop, to give you more information about what's going to happen at Catholic Advocacy Day here in Tulsa. So that that workshop is going to be February 24th, just right around the corner, uh, at 1 p.m. at Church of the Madeline. Uh, if you want more information about that, I'm going to put some information on my blog at stmichaelradio.com. So visit us there or visit us on Facebook uh, to find out more information about that. Uh, we'll put a link on Facebook as well. Uh, we'd love to have a, a large contingency uh, attending the Capitol. So the Archbishop uh, of Oklahoma City will be there. Bishop Slattery will be there uh, as well as people from Catholic Charities. I myself am going to be going uh, both to the uh, the the thing at Madeline, the uh, the workshop on Madeline, uh, and then also to Catholic Advocacy Day on uh, March twenty fourth uh, at the state capitol. So I do hope that you'll take advantage of that. Come uh, to the come to the informational session at Madeline, and join us at the state capitol. Uh, to make our faith uh, something that's more than just a Sunday proposition, but something that informs the way we live, something that informs the way we vote, something that uh, encourages us to encourage our lawmakers uh, to uphold it, not because it's our faith, but because it's the truth. Uh, And the truth of the dignity of the human person ought to drive everything that we do. When we come back, we'll look at today's readings and a homily from St. Leo the Great. And then we're going to talk all about love and Valentine's Day. You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio, 102.9 FM, Tulsa, Broken Arrow. This is Father Joe Townsend from St. Benedict's in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and you are listening to Outside the Walls on 102.9 St. Michael Catholic Radio. Thank you, Father Joe, and thank you for tuning in. Uh, My name is Timothy Putnam, and I'm your host for Outside the Walls, and this is the part of the show where we turn our attention to the Word of God. So the readings for today, uh, Monday, the fifth week of Ordinary Time, Monday, February 9th, 
are what we're going to read right now. Now, if you're not on Monday, if you're listening on Wednesday or Thursday when the show is rebroadcast, I encourage you, when the show's over, uh, after you've listened to the whole thing, then go online to usccb.org. Uh, and find the readings for your day, what day you're listening on. It just takes about 10 minutes, maybe even less, depending on the day's readings. It could be five minutes. And you've then infused your day with the Word of God and how much more productive and how much more spiritually fulfilling a day is when we approach the Word of God. So today's first reading comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, starting with verse 1. In the beginning... When God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless wasteland, and darkness covered the abyss, while a mighty wind swept over the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw how good the light was. God then separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Thus evening came, and morning followed, the first day. Then God said, Let there be a dome in the middle of the waters, to separate one body of water from the other. And so it happened. God made the dome, and it separated the water above the dome from the water below it. God called the dome the sky. Evening came, and morning followed, the second day. Then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into a single basin, so that the dry land may appear. And so it happened. The water under the sky was gathered into its basin, and the dry land appeared. God called the dry land the earth, and the basin of water he called the sea. God saw how good it was. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth vegetation every kind of plant that bears seed and every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit with its seed in it. And so it happened. The earth brought forth every kind of plant that bears seed and every kind of fruit tree on earth that bears fruit with its seed in it. God saw how good it was. Evening came and morning followed, the third day. Then God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from night. Let them mark the fixed times, the days of the years, and serve as luminaries in the dome of the sky to shed light upon the earth. And so it happened. God made the two great lights, the greater one to govern the day and the lesser one to govern the night. And he made the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to shed light upon the earth, to govern the day and the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. God saw how good it was. Evening came, and morning followed, the fourth day. That reading comes from the book of Genesis in the first chapter. The responsorial psalm today comes from Psalm 104, and the response is, May the Lord be glad in his works. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, you are great indeed. You are clothed with majesty and glory, robed in light as with a cloak. May the Lord be glad in his works. You fixed the earth upon its foundation, not to be moved forever. With the ocean as with a garment you covered it. Above the mountains the waters stood. May the Lord be glad in his works. 
You send forth springs into the watercourses that wind among the mountains. Beside them the birds of heaven dwell. From among the branches they send forth their song. May the Lord be glad in his works. How manifold are your works, O Lord! In wisdom you have wrought them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Alleluia. May the Lord be glad in his works. Today's gospel comes from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Mark. After making the crossing to the other side of the sea, Jesus and his disciples came to land at Gennesaret and tied up there. As they were leaving the boat, people immediately recognized him. They scurried about the surrounding country and began to bring in the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. Whatever villages or towns or countryside he entered, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch only the tassel of his cloak, and as many as touched it were healed. And that gospel is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6. Today, our reading in church history comes from a sermon by St. Leo the Great. Our Lord Jesus Christ, born true man without ever ceasing to be true God, began in his person a new creation, and by the manner of his birth gave man a spiritual origin. What mind can grasp this mystery? What tongue can fittingly recount this gift of love? Guilt becomes innocence. Old becomes new, strangers are adopted, and outsiders are made heirs. Rouse yourself, man, and recognize the dignity of your nature. Remember that you were made in God's image. Though corrupted in Adam, that image has been restored in Christ. Use creatures as they should be used, the earth, the sky, the sea, the air, the springs, and rivers— Give praise and glory to their Creator for all that you find beautiful and wonderful in them. See with your bodily eyes the light that shines on earth, but embrace with your whole soul and all your affections the true light which enlightens every man who comes into this world. Speaking of this light, the prophet said, Draw close to him and let his light shine upon you, and your face will not blush with shame. If we are indeed the temple of God, and if the Spirit of God lives in us, then what every believer has within himself is greater than what he admires in the skies. Our words and exhortations are not intended to make you disdain God's works or think that there is anything contrary to your faith in creation. For the good God has himself made all things good. What we do ask is that you use reasonably and with moderation all the marvelous creatures which adorn this work. As the Apostle says, the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. For we are born in the present only to be reborn in the future. Our attachment, therefore, should not be to the transitory. Instead, we must be intent upon the eternal. Let us think of how divine grace has transformed our earthly natures so that we may contemplate more closely our heavenly hope. We hear the apostle say, You are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
But when Christ your life appears, then you also will appear in glory with him, who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen. Both today's reading from the Old Testament and the reading from uh, the, the church history from Leo the Great really focus on the dignity that was given uh, in, in creation uh, and the purpose of God's creation. And uh, last week we talked about the transcendence of God, and this week kind of plays into that because we talked, we said that God is paradox. He is both transcendent, uh, meaning above and outside and beyond uh, the world, and he is imminent, which means that he is uh, right near us and with us in, in interacting with the world. And so as we read that first chapter of Genesis, it it just brings up this. I want to maybe hit on that a little bit further uh, this week, that God is both transcendent and eminent. I don't know if you know, but there are actually two creation stories in uh, the book of Genesis. The first goes from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, to Genesis uh, chapter 2, verse 3. That's the first story of creation. And then the second story of creation goes from Genesis 2, 4, and goes uh, to about, let's see here, uh, looks like it goes all the way to Genesis uh, 3. So it goes uh, up until uh, Genesis 2, 25. And so that first story And we heard this in that first reading. We hear that God spoke, and it was. All that God does is he he proclaims, he declares, and what he declares becomes reality. He declares, let there be light, and there was light. He declares, let the waters be separated from the land, and and it happens. Uh, He declares, let there be uh, plants that yield seed, and and it happens. And so God is all-powerful transcendent God outside completely of creation. He speaks and it happens. And then we come to Genesis 2, starting in verse 4, and we see that God forms. God gets into the dirt of the ground and he begins uh, making mud pies, right? And breathes life into these little clay creatures. And here we are, man exists. But God didn't speak and it happened uh, like he did in Genesis 1. Rather, he gets down and gets his hands dirty. God is eminent. He is with us and near and interacting with the world. Uh, and we see that God forms uh, animals and God puts man in the garden. And the, the verbiage, uh, the, the action verbs are very different between Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 because they are telling us something different. Now, there are some people who try to use the book of Genesis as if it is a science textbook. And the question, could God create the world in seven days? The answer is, of course, yes, God could do that. But that's not what the author of this book is trying to tell us. Whether or not it did happen that way is not the point of the author. He's telling a narrative that reveals to us something true about who God is. This has nothing to do, really, in the ancient worldview with uh, the, the origin of material. The ancient world was not scientific in the way that we think of science, and so that's not what they were looking for in this, uh, in this narrative. What they were looking for was, tell us something about who God is. Tell us something about the character of God. And so we see in Genesis this picture both of the transcendent God and of the eminent God. 
A great book to read on this is Modern Physics and Ancient Faith by Dr. Stephen M. Barr, who is a professor of particle physics at the University of Delaware. You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio 102.9. When we come back, we've got those tickets to give away to the Matthew Kelly event, and we're going to be talking all about love in honor of Valentine's Day. kids and thank you for tuning in. Those are three of my kids, Israel, Naomi, and Jeremiah. I've got other kids. They're just not able to come in and record for me yet. Well, today, Valentine's Day is uh, just right around the corner. And so we are going to talk all about love. Uh, Love is a topic that really has dominated our popular music for the last oh century or so and really probably quite a bit longer than that maybe uh, most of history popular music has been dominated by themes of love and so we're going to spend some time today uh, looking at it from uh, a catholic perspective from a christian perspective and really look at some of what is lacking in our cultural conversation about love now i do have to warn you this is a topic that i talk about a lot so i i with along with my wife uh, run the pre-cana program so all of the engaged couples uh, in the diocese uh, if they're going to do the diocesan program, they come uh, through my pre-cana program. Some churches, some individual parishes have their own uh, marriage preparation program, uh, but we do a lot of the preparation for the diocese. And so we spend almost an entire day, about six-hour session, talking about love, and we don't have that much time. But we're going to do what we can. Now, before we dive into this topic, the first thing that I want to do is talk to those of you who are having difficulty in love. Uh, Perhaps marriage lately has not been going the way that you expected it to go. Maybe you're having more fights than normal. Uh, Maybe you're just not sure where to turn. Uh, Perhaps you've discussed even separating from your spouse, but you you want to find some kind of hope. Well, I want to tell you there is hope out there. Uh, We have a program here in the Diocese of Tulsa called Retrovi. Uh, It's a program specifically designed uh, for couples who are having difficulty, who want to make it work, but don't know how to do it. Uh, So this program is actually coming up this weekend. I think there's still time to register for it this week. And of course, we have it a couple of times a year here in the Tulsa area. Uh, But this weekend, we have a Retrovi weekend. And if you're looking for hope and for help, this is the program for you. You can find out more information at helpourmarriage.com, helpourmarriage.com. And I really encourage you, Go take a look at helpourmarriage.com. Type in Oklahoma. It's going to ask you what state. Type in Oklahoma. And there is the contact information uh, to register for this weekend. So it's an excellent program uh, that I cannot recommend to you enough. Now, if maybe you're not to that stage, you just need a little bit of help. Uh, We have 
marriage counselors, very, very good marriage counselors here in the Diocese of Tulsa. And if you call the office at the Chancery, the Family Life Office, uh, at 918-307-4942, we will get you connected with someone who can help you. But maybe you're not even really having that much trouble. You just want to do some reading. You, you want to enrich your marriage a little bit. Well, there's some books out there that I'm sure you, you've heard of before, but we're just going to bring them back up to your attention that I think would just deeply benefit you. Uh, maybe something that you can read together around this time of the year to grow stronger together in your relationship. The first is by Dr. Gary Chapman. It's a book called The Five Love Languages. Now, there's all kinds of specialized uh, copies of this five love languages for teens, five love languages for dogs, five, you know, whatever the case may be, you want to get the original five love languages, period, stop, end, no more, not for anything. It's just the five love languages. And it's an excellent book. It goes back to that topic that we, that, that, uh, that quote from earlier, uh, that, uh, the single biggest illusion in communication is that it has taken place. And so it helps uh, a married couple determine how best to not only express their love for one another, but to communicate their love for one another. And so uh, as we get closer to uh, to Valentine's Day and we're thinking about love and we're thinking about uh, what it means for us to be married, I encourage you to uh, to spend some time, invest in that book and read it together as husband and wife. Now, if you are not yet married, if you are maybe engaged or maybe looking to get married, uh, there's one other book that I want to recommend to you, and it's by Doctors Les and Leslie Parrott. Yes, they are married, and their names are Les and Leslie. Les and Leslie Parrott, uh, and the book is Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts excellent book. I can't recommend it enough. So uh, those are the those are the things that we want to start with before we get too far into this is uh, enrich your marriage through Retrovi, helpourmarriage.com. Uh, we have we have marriage counselors all throughout the diocese that uh, that we recommend. Uh, and if if you're looking for someone who you know is going to have Catholic ideals uh, in their counseling, give us a call and we'll, we'll connect you. Uh, and then the, the Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman and Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts by Drs. Les and Leslie Parrott. We have one other program in the diocese called Let's Talk. Excellent program. Uh, and when I find out more information about when the next one's coming up, we will let you know. But now let's move on and let's talk about love. The first thing uh, that I want to talk to you about is the idea of defining what we mean when we talk about love. Uh, we've come to this place in our society where love is something that you fall into. You fall into love and you can just as easily fall out of it. It's, it's accidental somehow. You just walk down the street and you trip and there you are, you're in love. And the, the fancy strikes you and it can just as easily leave, right? Uh, there's no, I can't control who I love. Well, you can, but we have to start with a proper understanding of love. You see, our culture has reduced love to affection, We've reduced affection to romance, and we have reduced romance to sexuality. And this is problematic. It's extremely problematic because it renders love as an emotional response. And it renders love as something that can only be expressed in a sexual manner. And this is completely wrong. 
Uh, it's completely backward of what the gospel has called, called us to. Uh, think of this. Jesus said, they will know you are my disciples by your love for one another. We also see in the book of John, a new command I give to you, love one another. Now, if love is something that we merely fall into, if it's some an emotional response that we cannot control, then God is being tyrannical by demanding that we and commanding that we love one another. If God commands us to do something that we are incapable of controlling, then that's tyranny. It's making bricks without straw. It's that same kind of thing, and yet God commands us to love one another. So it must be something that we're capable of doing because we know that God is not a tyrant. So let's look over at a definition of love that we find in Scripture. You've heard this a number of times, but I want to draw it out in a way that maybe you haven't heard. This is from the, the book of 1 Corinthians, it's chapter 13. So here's the definition. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful. It is not arrogant or rude. Love does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrong, but rejoices in the right. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So this is the definition of love that we're going to be working from. And, and let's look at this in reverse to help us get a sense for it. If I am not patient or kind, if I am jealous or boasting, if I am arrogant or rude, if I insist on my own way, if I'm irritable or resentful, if I rejoice at wrong but not at the right, if I do not bear all things, if I do not believe all things, if I do not hope all things or endure all things, I am not being loving. You see, the love, the picture of love that we get here from St. Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians is not a picture of emotional response, but of specific choice. And this gives us great hope because when we encounter a time in our relationships where we do not have an emotional warmth towards another person, it doesn't mean that things are over. It doesn't mean that we are out of love. It means that we are out of an emotional response, but that we can still be loving. We can still love someone that we don't necessarily feel a whole lot of affection to at the moment. Uh, in fact, we're required to by the gospel, to love one another. And so love plays out not through an emotional response and not through a, a sexual expression, but through the way we care for one another, through the way that we provide for one another, through the way that we treat one another, being patient and kind. Uh, these are the things that define love. Not, not, the, uh, not the flutter in the stomach, the butterflies that we get, not, uh, not the swooning, not the, uh, the romantic gestures. This is not love. Now, these are wonderful things. It's wonderful to have an emotional response to someone. But the emotional response is the response to love. It's not the cause of love. It's not love itself. Uh, and so when the emotional response is gone, the good thing about emotional responses is that while we can't control them, we can cultivate them. 
So when we get to a place where we're not very happy with the other person, but we choose to forgive, we choose to bear all things, we choose to rejoice in the right, we choose to be patient and kind, then we can begin to cultivate again those feelings toward another person. And so love goes so far beyond this uh, incapacitating emotional response. It goes to the choice of how we live with those around us and how we choose to behave toward our spouse. We have so much more to cover. Stick around. You're listening to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio 102.9 FM. Welcome back to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam on St. Michael Catholic Radio 102.9 FM. Today we are talking about love. Glad you stuck around. We've got just a little bit of time left and a, a lot to cover. We also have to give away those tickets for, uh, for Matthew Kelly. Uh, the Passion and Purpose event. In fact, let's go ahead and do that right now. You've stuck with me through most of the show. It's time to give something away. So we've got two tickets to the Matthew Kelly event coming up in uh, in March, March 7th. So what I want you to do right now, because uh, I'm going to give this to the first person who comments. So I want you to go to uh, facebook.com slash step outside the walls or to Twitter, the handle there is at Outside the Walls, or uh, you can email me, and you can email me at Outside the Walls at stmichaelradio.com. That's stmichaelradio.com. So go ahead and pull up your preferred way of communication, uh, and I'm going to take the first one because all of these things wonderfully, gloriously are timestamped, so I'll be able to tell who comments first, no matter what kind of media you're on. Go ahead and pull up your email, pull up uh, Twitter, pull up Facebook, whichever one you want to do. Uh, and what I want you to do is I'm, we're gonna, you're going to answer a question for me. I'm going to read you one of my favorite poems, and you're going to tell me who wrote it. All right? So you might have to do a little Googling, and that's all right. So listen carefully. Uh, I'm going to read you this poem. You're going to tell me who wrote it. Uh, you're going to tell me on Facebook, Twitter, or on my email address. Oh no, not e'en when we first loved, wert thou as dear as now thou art. Thy beauty then my senses moved, but now thy virtues bind my heart. What was but passion's sigh before has since been turned to reason's vow. And though I then might love thee more, trust me, I love thee better now. Although my heart in earlier youth might kindle with more wild desire, believe me, it has gained in truth much more than it has lost in fire. The flame now warms my inmost core that then but sparkled o'er my brow. And though I seemed to love thee more, yet, oh, I love thee better now. So, Tell me who the author of that poem is, and I've got two Matthew Kelly tickets for you, uh, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So let's uh, let's get a rush. Uh, I've been really excited this last week because people have begun commenting on social media, uh, and I really uh, appreciate that. So now's the time we're really going to test it. Uh, hope you're there. Tell me who wrote that poem. Uh, that the title of it, if you just want something easier to find, is "Oh No, Not In." when we first loved. All right, so let's get back into the topic of love. 
And I love this poem because it really uh, expresses that idea that, that passion, that emotion, and love are two separate things. They're connected, but they're separate. Something that I tell all the couples who come through pre-Cana is this. Emotions make wonderful travel companions. They give us uh, variety and spice in life. Emotions make wonderful travel companions, but they make awful guides. They're unstable and flighty. Uh, they, they shift and change, and there's, there's no uh, security in them. Emotions make wonderful travel companions, but awful guides. St. Thomas Aquinas defined love a little bit shorter than the definition we had in the last, uh, last segment. So Paul has this beautiful, long, drawn-out definition of love by talking about its many fruits, uh, that it's patient and kind, it doesn't boast, it isn't uh, envious, and all of those things. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas really condenses that down for us. And he says, love is to will the good of another. That's it. To will the good of another. Now, when Thomas, uh, St. Thomas talks about uh, willing, he's talking about actively working to bring something about, right? It's not just wishing, it's willing. So willing to will the good. And when he talks about the good, he's not, it's not a lowercase g, it's an uppercase g. There is, there is a definitive, for St. Thomas, a definitive good, Uh, And that would be the highest eternal good that a person could have. So to will the good of another is to actively work to bring about the best eternal outcome for another person with no thought of what you can receive in return. So this week, while the world around us turns to frilly things and boxes of chocolates and all of these uh, other trinkets, for Valentine's Day, for looking to emotional responses and impulsive buys, I encourage you to express love this Valentine's Day, to will the eternal good of your spouse, of the other. Uh, and if you're not married, you can still express love this Valentine's Day by willing someone else's good, because love is more than an emotional response. It's more than, uh, than something that we only give to, uh, to a preferred partner. No, we are called to love one another, to will the good of the other with no thought of what we receive in return. So as we approach Valentine's Day, maybe spend some time, look up St. Valentine, read a little bit about his life, but then uh, endeavor to give love, true love, more than just that fleeting emotion. Seek to give true love this Valentine's Day. We're out of time for this week, but I do want to give you in the last uh, minute here uh, a sneak preview of next week. Next week, Dr. Marcelino D'Ambrosio is coming on to the show, and he's going to talk about his new book, 40 Days, 40 Ways, A New Look at Lent. So we'll be talking to him about that book. We'll be giving away a copy of that book as well as a copy of the CD, Lent at Ephesus, which is put out by the Benedictines of Mary, Queen of the Apostles. It's a great CD. I've got it myself, and it will really enhance your your Lenten practice. So uh, looking forward to next week. I hope you'll join me then. Uh, Marcelino D'Ambrosio is also going to talk to us about his book, When the Church Was Young. And this is really a fascinating book because it's a, a biography of sorts of the church fathers. He cuts off the dry theology and brings us the exciting stories of these great heroes of our faith. 
like Ambrose and Augustine and Basil and Athanasius and Chrysostom and Jerome and many more. You're not going to want to miss next week's show. So invite your friends to listen on Monday mornings at 7, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. to Outside the Walls with Timothy Putnam right here on St. Michael Catholic Radio 102.9 FM. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.